Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 285 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us about you and your true nature. May we learn more about you and your love for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 18. The disciples want to know who is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Of course, they are asking because of their own self-interest. Jesus tells them that those who believe as children are the greatest. If you have seen the faith of a child, you understand they believe whatever you tell them. They have no reason not to. Hook, line, and sinker, they believe. Verse 4 says, Whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become like this little child, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving, is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Let us put on humility, trust, lowliness, love, and forgiveness. There is peace in simply believing. When we get caught up in the world and all its treasures, we start to question everything. Today, we can make a decision to simply believe in the one who died to save us and receive the fullness of his love. It seems we have to do this over and over again. Jesus also tells the disciples that the children's angels are always in the presence of and look upon the face of my Father who is in heaven. Our children are well cared for. This passage comforts me about my children, and I hope it does you too. Verses 19 and 20 talk about when two or more people pray together, they make a symphony, and their prayers are granted to them because Jesus said where two or more are gathered, he is in the midst of them. Let's get into agreement with one another and pray for God's will. Lastly, Jesus talks about forgiveness and shows us the importance of forgiveness through a parable. Let's ask the Lord to show us where we have unforgiveness in our hearts and then ask him for the strength and willingness to forgive because it is to our benefit to do so, as Jesus tells us. Let's see what Paul is writing in Titus chapter 3. Paul tells Titus to remind the people to respect authority and respect their leaders and governors. He also wants him to urge them to be willing to work. He tells them not to talk badly about one another, but to be forbearing toward one another. Everyone walked in sin before Jesus came. However, now that God's grace was poured over them and us, they were to be kind to those who didn't know yet, those who weren't saved yet. We can all use Paul's reminders. In verse 5, he writes, He saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but because of his own pity and mercy. This is grace. We are justified by and in Jesus' name. We are counted as conformed to the divine. Imagine that. We are similar to, if not identical to, the divine because of Christ. I'm sure most of us don't see ourselves this way, but God does. It's nothing we've done. It's nothing we can do. It's all because Jesus sacrificed his life for us. And now the Lord sees us as his children, and we know our eternal home is in heaven with him. We have so much to be thankful for in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but there are days when I don't feel worthy of his sacrifice. However, his gift isn't based on our feelings of worthiness. His gift is freely given. May we receive his gift in all its fullness and allow him to love us. Let's see what Jeremiah is prophesying in chapter 13. God gave Jeremiah instructions to buy a linen sash and wear it. This sash, or cloth, was representative of what the priests wore as part of their holy attire. Then God told him to bury it at the Euphrates River. 
After some time passed, God told him to go retrieve it. Jeremiah found it, and it had decayed and spoiled. The Lord said he would do the same with Judah. He would mar or destroy their pride. They refused to listen to God. They had stubborn hearts, and they served other gods. So the Lord planned to give them up to the Babylonians for a time until they would eventually turn their hearts back to him. In chapter 14, we read about something that was promised long ago back in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Moses told the people, if you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. The next 14 verses describe all the blessings God offered if the people remained in him. In verse 15, he says, but if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. One of the curses written about was drought. So here in Jeremiah 14, we read about the drought that will come. Many suffer and die because of it. Even the animals in the fields will die because there is nothing for them to eat. Jeremiah prays for the people, but God tells him not to pray for them because their hearts are not turned to him, at least not as they should have been. The prophets they believed in were not called by God. Their prophecies were false. So they would suffer along with everyone else. In verse 19, we read about the anguish of the people. They are destitute and feel God has left them. However, it was they who left God. And isn't that how most of us feel too? When things go wrong, we tend to blame others and maybe even God. They didn't look to themselves for blame. Now they will have to wait for him until he is done dealing with them and their hearts truly turn back to him. Verse 22 says, Therefore we will wait expectantly for you, for you have made all these things, the heavens and the rain. You may be in a season of drought today. If so, may God grant you the patience to wait expectantly on him until he has made all things ready. God's timing is perfect for his almighty plan in your life to come to pass. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 104. Verses 2 and 3 are some of my favorites. You are the one who covers yourself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain or a tent who lays the beams of the upper room of his abode in the waters above the firmament, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks on the wings of the wind. The Lord walks on the wings of the wind. How lovely. The psalmist continues with all the works done by God's hands. Then in verse 27, he writes, These all wait and are dependent upon you, that you may give them their food in due season. Yes, we are all dependent on Almighty God. I didn't always live in a place of surrender and still have trouble sometimes. But as I spend more time in the word, I see just how dependent all of us are on him. Let us fully surrender to the Lord. He can do amazing things when we offer ourselves up to him. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for sending your son to save us from our sins. Thank you for showing us just how much you desire a relationship with us. Soften our hearts and make us pliable in your hands. May our hearts worship you today and every day. Help us be obedient to you and walk in your ways. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.